Well, hello there. Welcome to Riot Act, the alternative music podcast with me, Stephen Hill, and Renfrey Deadman. That's hello. him. Hello. So you're tiddly typing away there, so I didn't know if I should introduce you. I didn't know if you were ready to go. No, I was just like very... Repub- I was trying like to. I was trying to be. <laughs> I was trying to be very subtle about it, but you pointed it out, so that's fine. I was just. Um, that's fine. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no. So you've made it before. Like before, I'd have been like, oh, I was just adding to his notes. But now it's like, what are you doing? Are you no, like just, hacking just... into government systems or something? I received a call just prior to doing this, and I was just uh, messaging the person in question, saying, "I will call you back later." All right. Good. And, and will you call them back later? Yes, I fucking will. Good, you yeah. should. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Um, this is the Rioters Review. How are you having a go at me already? We're less than a minute in. What's it? You, you just act shifty. <laughs> I guess I do. You're, yeah. you're, you're shifty shell shot. <laughs> oh, that's the most makes me that's the, most the other one from Crazy Town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're always anyway. the other one. Mm-hmm. Um. This is the Riot Ears Review. If you are listening via our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Riot Act Podcast, we just want to say a very, very big thank you to you for your contribution. That's very nice. This is where you can you can um, pay a little bit of money, however much you feel our company is worth, and, um, and get to suggest albums for us to talk about. If you're doing that and you haven't noticed, there is a £5 tier uh, where you can get some extra content where Renfrew and I discuss at serious length our favorite albums ever on the classic album podcast tier uh i believe at the time of us recording we're just about to have a double podcast cup about depeche mode which we recorded last night didn't we renfrey we only bloody well are yeah it's um, really good it's yes. good that i loved i loved it it was really um, good fun and i really enjoyed learning a lot more about that band uh in general and it was very educational yes mm. of course that's not what we're here to talk about right now oh no i was just Pimping our other things. Um, we are here to talk about Killer Be Killed, the American heavy metal supergroup from the start, the sort of the early part of the early to mid part, I suppose, of the the tens. Um, this is a record, their self-titled record that we're going to be chatting about. Uh, it was suggested by Pete Davis. Thank you, Pete, who tells us via our Facebook page that it's his birthday and wanted this as a birthday present and. We're nice enough dudes, aren't we, Renfrey? And that's the absolute least we could do for you, Pete, is to give you this podcast. So we're happy two, birthday. We're two Mother Teresas. Although she was a cunt, wasn't she, apparently? I can't remember. What? Oh, apparently she was. Um, I don't know. It's conspiracy to Pete oh, or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is Twitter. This is a Twitter thing. It where probably everyone, is. Yeah, everyone's cunt. She littered. Like, she didn't do her recycling. <laughs> so she's a piece of no, shit and I, she's I never contributed anything good to humanity oh. ever because if you do one thing wrong you can only be completely perfect or an absolute piece of shit and there is no middle ground whatsoever i mean i do agree with all of that i think when she passed away some stuff came out which wasn't very favorable to us i can't remember this is definitely not the thing to talk about i'm not an expert no no I, um, well you brought it up though, this is the thing is you brought it up and yeah. there was no reason for it to be brought up in the context of like some sort of maddening metal band that we're about to talk about. Well, you like throwing Mother Teresa under the bus. What well, you, a fucking you, arsehole. Well, you do know that I like my tangents. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, okay. Um, right. Shut up. Now, this is, as I said, Killer Be Killed, the self-titled debut album from the supergroup 
that contains Greg Pachato, the Dillinger Escape Plan, Mats Cavalera of Soulfly, X of Sepultura, and of uh, Cavalera Conspiracy, and Nail Bomb mm. as well. I should probably give Greg's other... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Black well, Queen, the Black Queen, and Solo show, now. Don't show favouritism to your your best mate, Max. <laughs> um, Troy Sanders from Mastodon and Gone is Gone. See, I know what they're all in. And um, <laughs> David Elich of the Mars Volta and Daughters and oh, quite a lot of things as just, well. Justin just Timberlake and Miley Cyrus and stuff as well, right? Everything that's brilliant, basically. Yeah. Fair play, Dave yeah. Elich. You're quite good. Miley Cyrus, everything that's brilliant. Um, I mean, I, I don't have a massive issue with Cyrus. No, which which ones? Yeah, no, I don't. I'm just neither here nor there about Cyrus, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> early doors. Um, <laughs> so, um, Kill It Be Killed, Renfrey, uh, were, um, I think, immediately when, as I, even now, today, years after this record coming out, as I read that lineup out, I do just go, oh, God, mm -hmm. that's going to be good, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. That's got to be good, surely. But this is the problem with supergroups, isn't it? Is that they can often look so great on paper. Yes. And yet they so often do not deliver to the sum of their parts. We spoke about them crooked vultures in a Rioters review yeah. a little while back. And we were saying how, you know, it was Josh Homme's... No, it was, it was Dave Grohl. So Dave Grohl's dream band to play drums in yeah. with those two men. Yeah. And yet it didn't really translate to the sum of its parts. There's some really good stuff on it as discussed. Mm -hmm. There's also some pretty meandering bog standard stuff on there as well. It was so, very, it was, if you've not heard it, we basically came to the conclusion that half that record's great and half that record's just very meandering and a bit bum. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, but this, I couldn't help but get super duper excited by the idea of, Sepultura meets the Dillinger Escape Plan meets Mars Volta meets Mastodon. I couldn't not get excited at the idea of that. Do you remember where you were and what was going on when you first heard about this project? I mean, I probably not would have been specifically in front where you were. <laughs> I was going to say I probably would have been in front of my computer because <laughs> that's where I get my information. <laughs> um, I would have been on the information superhighway, Steve. Oh, you're, right. you're, you're getting fed up with me this morning. Uh, <laughs> Steve not just, just this morning <laughs> <laughs> steve just did a big sigh um uh god i don't really remember no i remember being fucking excited by this project mm. and this prospect i mean it's it's you're talking about um look me personally my least favorite band out of those four of the four big ones the four main projects of those people is sepultura and I, re I really like yeah. Sepultura. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like, like, yeah, I was fucking excited to hear this. Mm. Absolutely. I was excited to hear it. Um, I think what's really interesting about supergroups, you began sort of talking about it a little bit there. I think the reason often why people are disappointed by supergroups is because you hear, for example, I don't know. I mean, I think Audio Slave is a bad example because I think Audio Slave are a lot better than people remember them being. But you hear... Certainly for, for an album and a half, they're very good, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I'd argue two albums, but um, but you hear kind of like, oh, Soundgarden meets Rage Against the Machine. And then what you want is a hybrid of Soundgarden and Rage Against the Machine. And you got mm. that to an extent on the first Audio Slave record, but 
what I'm trying to say is with supergroups, what you want is a hybrid of the constituent parts. And nine times out of 10, what you get with supergroups is something entirely different because what these musicians actually want to do is do something totally different to what they've done before. Let's take Giraffe mm. Tongue Orchestra as an example. Yeah. Um, Mastodon, Alice in Chains and Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, and you kind of don't, you do and you don't get that, but it sounds like some, it sounds like they've, done that giraffe tongue orchestra record to do something totally different from their day jobs partly i mean apologies if i'm spunking it early but partly what's so brilliant about this killer be killed record is that it does sound like an amalgam it does sound like those constituent parts all put together more mm. or less and 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 it does sound like the 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 idea that you have in your head before you heard it and I think that's mm. why I personally responded to this record so well, which we'll get into a bit later. So that's your your hybrid theory that you uh, that you just spoke about there. <laughs> that that what you just said is better than the album hybrid theory. I think musically more interesting and just better. What Linkin than... Park hybrid theory is better than this album? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm saying. The words that just came out of your mouth right. is better than the album Hybrid Theory by Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, I mean, it wasn't difficult. Yeah. It's not really a compliment, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, there we go. But anyway, so um, yes, I, I, I agree. Um, I mean, you have gone off far further into know, the record sorry. and what you think of the record. <laughs> I than got excited. I was kind of going to do. But I think, yes, um, in my head, the idea of what Killer Be Killed was going to be excited me yeah. or what it potentially could be and i thought the cool thing about it was when you heard and i think obviously this is one of the cool things about the album and it's one of the things that means that you do get a very definite taste of all of those artists is that max greg troy all do vocals yeah and this kind of triple vocalist idea triple of attack. these real and and you know three men with very different voices but yeah. really really distinct distinct voices very recognizable voices i thought that was a really really cool idea yeah. um still i still was like don't get too excited because you yes. know what's gonna happen is it's gonna come out and it's gonna be some fucking bongo music or something and you'll just <laughs> go this is no good like why have you done Do you know what i mean like it, it it happened so often that supergroups don't add up to the the sum of their parts mm. that i was sort of like well i'm not gonna get too excited until i really know what it is mm. It's good, that um, this is, it's good that this is really tense because we haven't revealed our feelings on this. Well, you fucked it, haven't you? <laughs> well, well, my my feelings my feelings changed when I actually I don't know if I've mentioned this before, Renfrey, mm. and I hate to be a name dropper, uh -huh. but me and Matt, me and Max Cavalera, yeah, best friends, we're pretty good mates. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty, yeah, we're pretty good mates. He's coming around for dinner next weekend, isn't he? Well, he doesn't know that we're mates. <laughs> But yeah. he feels that he would feel it. He feels it whenever we speak. Okay. And um, nothing to and do I with his charisma and the fact that he's a lovely man or anything like that. Makes no, it, no, 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 no. And know. of course, I am joking when I say that. But I've, but I have interviewed he's Max. Not. <laughs> 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 but I have interviewed Max a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot. Yeah. And because he's one of my fucking heroes, mm. I always I, he's one of the people that I get. I always get really excited about. You, you get to the point sometimes where in you know five six years seven eight years or however it is long down the line of talking to bands a lot um you get to the point sometimes where 
the first time you speak to Dave Mustaine and you hear is what you go, oh my God, it's Dave yeah, Mustaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because you're like, oh, I quite like Megadeth, like the sort of third, fourth time you talk to Dave Mustaine, it's like, oh, it's Dave Mustaine on the phone yeah, again. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. I never get that with Max Cavalera. I have spoken to Max. Uh, I've I actually, I've looked, I, I don't know, a lot, quite a lot, probably about eight or nine times. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I, I mean, just to throw in, I, I would actually say um, the same, same thing about Greg Pisciato. Um, with my, with me and Greg Pisciato because I feel like we have a, I feel like we've got a. Rel- I mean, he doesn't know it, but we're best friends as well, mm-hmm. uh, and we've spoken quite a lot over the years and so on and so forth. So yes, I can. I understand exactly what you're saying. He drew a dick on my ticket when I went to my press ticket when I went to go and see the Black Queen because he's okay. That means you're better friends than than we are. I didn't well, I that. think he like. I think he's. He takes the piss out of me. But he fine. does. He does uh, enjoy <laughs> taking the piss out of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he and then I went and said hello afterwards, and he just said, like, "I was wearing new trainers," and he went, "Look, he's wearing new trainers." I was like, "Fuck off." <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I, you know, it's a good job I know it's in jest, or I'd beat him up. <laughs> Let's not send this out to kill and be killed then. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I was thinking of sending this to Emma, but I won't bother. Did you try and beat up Greg from... Di- anyway. Um, we fucking love uh, every single member of this band, just to be super Yeah, clear. basically. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. fucking love every um, single member of this band, yeah. But the th- but so I um I got asked to interview Max before any music had come out at all. When the mm. when it first dropped like that, you know, there's gonna be uh, a debut album in 2014, and it's in the I found it out actually. I found went into my little room and it's December 2013, Avenge Sevenfold on the front cover of Metal Hammer. And um there is the big kind of news story at the front of the magazine is Matt Cavalera, Troy Sanders and Greg Pachato, question mark, exclamation mark, meet Killer Be Killed, your new favourite supergroup. And I've spoke to Max. I mem- that was me. That's what I'm talking about, isn't it? I <laughs> did it. Um, and <laughs> Wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, yes, obviously I want to do this interview loads. It should be yeah. like super interesting. Yeah. But it's when he got to this bit, he said, um, it was, I was talking about Max and, I um I sort of said to him like you know how did this come about this this whole this whole thing and Max said Greg's a very exciting guy I always describe him as a red bull turning into a person he did actually <laughs> say that it's not a problem um, he's very That's enthusiastic he said it started when we did Rise of the Fallen for Soulfly and he was kind of joking when he said we should do a project I really love the Nail Bomb album and I'd love us to do something like that and that's, that's when my ears perked up I was yeah. like ah yeah, yeah, he yeah. said and um and Max just said, oh, yeah, maybe. And I sort of blew him off. Then a couple of months later, I get a call saying, when are we going to do this project? And I said, what project? And he's like, the nail bomb part two. Mm. I said that I think it would be cool, but we didn't really talk about it. And then a week later, the phone rings and Greg says, I'm coming out to Arizona and I'm bringing so li- uh, some riffs. So suddenly I'm like, oh, well, I guess we are doing a project. Mm. It was really a lot of determination on Greg's part. Um, yeah, I, I remember. I remember having a chat with Greg about this, and and he was very, very pushy. <laughs> I mean, by his own admission, but he was like, "I, I want to do this," and uh, he adores that nail bomb record. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Max said, because the, the one thing I said to him, I was like, you know, he spoke about how um, they originally, you know, Nate Newton from Converge was going to play bass in the band originally, and then they got Troy in, and um, they uh, they were saying that 
um, you know, well, sorry, I said to him, what's exciting to me was, is are all three of you going to be doing vocals? And he said um, that that's, he was like the most exciting thing about Killer Be Killed is Troy, Greg and me operating in a revolving frontman system. The three of us sing on every song. We did it in such a spontaneous way. We changed our parts in every song so it doesn't get tired and you get a flavor of each singer. Some of the songs we have three of us singing at the same time with different voices and it sounds so cool. cool. Troy doing the melodic part and me and Greg brutalizing it. He's put that extraordinarily well and I mm. agree with every single syllable. And I remember getting off the phone to Max and being like, fucking hell now mm. i'm really excited because he's basically named nail bomb which i think is brilliant if you're using if if one of you is going in rather than going oh i wonder you know let's do a group together and we'll basically do like a sort of a version of something we've already done or we'll do something completely different but using nail bomb as a blueprint for where they wanted the album to go and what they wanted the album to sound like mm -hmm. and also saying to me like yes all three of us are going to front the band on every song at different points sometimes at the same point and at other times i was like this sounds fucking amazing this sounds like the the perfect thing mm -hmm. absolutely perfect so i was super duper duper excited by this um really really excited and then uh this was on around the time that i was on team rock radio that I've spoken about before. Um, album came out on the 9th of May, 2014. And I just started doing the breakfast show uh, when the when the album came out. But I'd probably been on Team Rock for, a, you know, regularly for a few months before that. And I, can't I remember... Hear, I can't wait to hear what Deep Purple fans thought of this. Well, I don't know what they thought about. I mean, I... Did you, you didn't play I, it? No, no, I did. Um, Wings of Feather and Wax was, was on the thing. And I was like, oh my God, there's the Killer Be Killed song. Yeah. And hearing that straight away i was like this is amazing and i do remember being like i have to play this every day right quite what yeah quite what people thought about it at sort of half past yeah. seven in the morning i don't know i probably didn't really pay much attention to it because i was yeah. just like fuck you it's brilliant it's who cares what you think phenomenal that song mm. i love it it's such it's and it's a perfect distillation of what of all of the elements that make this band great in, it really in is what, yeah. four minutes four and a half minutes something like that um it's got that kind of oh three minutes 40 seconds i think that's the other crazy thing about it it goes to so many different places wings of feather and wax that it, it's one of those rare songs that feels longer than it actually is but not in a bad way it feels longer mm. than it is because it has so much to it it's kind of like it reminds me of metallica at their best where it's just like riff after riff after riff after a new part after new part we're now on part fucking j part you know it's just so good i love wings of feather and wax it's fucking great and it, yeah it's brilliant and and what i think it does perfectly i was like okay we well get troy at the start there's that kind of big mastodon dum 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 which is you know probably more like leviathan era yeah. mastodon so yeah. absolutely a bit of me i mean they were about to release once more around the sun around that part that point which is mm -hmm. not a bad record in, in you know in the grand scheme of things in music in general but for mastodon i'd say it's one of their weaker parts of their discography personally uh, yeah I, I i rep for that record but i i understand that that's the general consensus yeah yeah um that's a good record i just think leviathan blood mountain crack the sky you know and uh, uh I, emperor sands out as well i i, I, I prefer i prefer oh, okay yeah yeah it's the one that you've not mentioned but i'll say this i prefer once more around the sun to the hunter i probably 
do as well yeah, just about yeah. yeah yeah um but yes but you know uh it's, it's good it's a good record but they were about to release that but you know th but that sounds very different to leviathan era yeah. mastodon and at the start of wings of feather and wax you get kind of troy fronting like something appro more approaching leviathan era mastodon That's and then you get a a really that thing that greg does brilliantly which i think he's I was about to say learn learn from Mike Patton rather than ripped off from Mike Patton, where you can be savage yet super catchy as well, and it sounds like Dillinger, and then you get just the full blown Arise era Sepultura, you know, Matt's Cavalera, ripping, ripping, that bit, yeah, and you're like fucking hell this mm. this is the thing that yeah. i thought it was gonna be yeah i think shout, it's wicked shout out to the ripping guitar solo in that song as well which if mm. the which i think is played by greg um as well is it uh, well i remember watching the music video at the time which is just them playing in a warehouse but it's just recorded really fucking well um and uh, greg plays it on that so yes i assume it's played by greg um, right so yeah i think that's fucking wicked because you, you sort of it sounds like a max solo but but well it it, it sounds like i mean with all due respect to to max who i don't think is a but you know great so it sounds like an andrews kisser or even yes, a, yes, yes. Uh, a Mark Rizzo mm. uh, guitar solo. Mm. It sounds like the sort of solo Max tells people to play, but he doesn't <laughs> actually play himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that solo gets me every fucking time. I fucking mm. love it. I mean, that song gets me every fucking time. Um, yeah. We've been talking about opening songs being followed by uh, a other absolute face melters and rippers. I mean, I personally... Wings of Feather and Wax gets a lot of... Um, talk with this record because it is fucking great but i think it's followed up with face down in a absolutely brilliant way i mean face down yeah is almost even more brutal <laughs> than and it um, leads it leads in like there's no gap is yeah, there it just yeah, yeah, yeah. beautifully like segues into the next song yeah it's wicked yeah uh yeah and then melton and my marrow oh, snakes of jehovah yeah. this this album starts it's... like a fucking nail bomb <sighs> Yeah, like it, it. It starts like this is what I mean. If you like heavy music, surely this is what you want heavy music to do. I'll tell you, as someone who complains about heavy music a lot, this is what I want heavy music to do, mm. right here. Like this to me is ten is way above all of the. Yeah, I'm not even gonna fucking name them because everyone knows who they are by this point. But all, ten way above all of the the bands that are being you know heralded at the moment that i just think are way ot way i think is way over the top the uh mm. uh heralding that is being made i think i think this is code this orange is you're slagging off code orange <laughs> i'm certainly not slagging off code orange um but i like i this is this is what i want from metal music mm. it it keeps changing it goes to loads of different places it feels really dynamic and diverse while still remaining really heavy throughout i think having the three different distinct voices really helps with that um it's 45 minutes and 46 seconds long i don't think it gets boring at any point there are some minor dips on this record really minor but uh, overall it's a pretty pretty damn strong record and even as someone who is very, very anal about like length of records and like you must cut this, you must kill your demons, kill your demons, kill your darlings. Sorry, um, this I, I there's very, very, very little that I would snip from this record, and I think mm. I think I'd probably just leave it as it is to be honest. 
Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I, it's funny because we had a conversation yesterday and we were intending to record this straight after we recorded our six-hour De- Depeche Mode special <laughs> yesterday yeah. and we decided not to do that. And I listened to the album um, for the first time in ages the day before and then I listened to it yesterday again. And the first couple of listens, I was like, because what I felt with this record when I got it at first was like, oh my God. And then after a few listens, I was like, you know what? There's a little bit of flab in the midsection, um, which I, it it does. I mean, I think because those first four are so fucking great, they are so great that it can only really, at some point it has to dip a little bit. And and it doesn't really, because I don't think Curb Crusher, I mean, it dips a bit with Curb Crusher, but then Save the Robots and Fire to Your Flag, I oh. think are both fucking brilliant. I love Fire to Your Flag, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and... IED. Um, and, and, uh, you, okay, so IED, IED was another one of the singles, right? Now, I think Wings of Feather and Wax got played. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Well, we played that anyway. I remember we played that on Team oh. Radio, so I don't okay. know if it was a single or not, but, um, but Melting in My Marrow was the second song. And I was still like, yeah, this is fucking great. I'm well in on this. Brilliant. And then IED was the third song that they took from it and started playing. And I remember being like, great, new Killer Be Killed song that we're going to get to play and everything. And um, and by, I mean, by this point, the album would have been out, I think. So I would have known it. But, but I remember being, actually, yeah, because I wouldn't have said, oh, great, because I would have known the song. And I was like, what a weird one to pick. I remember thinking that's quite an odd song to pick to play on the radio, IED. I mean, really thinking about like radio friendly singles on this this album is silly anyway, but I don't yeah. think, but I remember in isolation on the radio, IED did not work. Um, I don't know if you just, um, uh, I, I don't know what the, um, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not going to sit here and say that you didn't play it on the radio because that would be a cunty thing to say, but um just looking at the wikipedia entry apparently the singles and music videos were wings of feather and wax snakes of jehovah and curb crusher um so i can't see any mention of ied um so maybe i don't know maybe you guys chose to play ied for some reason um well yeah i mean it wasn't my choice (laughs) right to do that but um yeah i it definitely wasn't my choice to do that but i mean wings of feather and wax according to the wikipedia page was the only single yeah 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 yeah. But I definitely remember getting a kind of promo radio version of IED that okay. came in and it got programmed in. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Melton and My Marrow was the, was the other one as well. Um, yeah, it was. It definitely was. Uh, and I did remember thinking, it's such, a, like, it's such a weird one to pick from that record, IED. It is a weird one. To, like, I think within the context of the album, it's better. But anyway, mm. the long way around this is, that, or, or the sort of, to get to the point of what I was originally talking about, was that... I really liked the record when it first came out and then I just didn't listen to it for a really long time. And I sort of thought there are some really brilliant things on it, but it isn't actually that consistent. And then that heightened a bit when I listened back to it for the first time yesterday, I was like, yeah, it is really good, but I don't think it's a great record. Mm. But then having listened to it three times in the last couple of days, the third time round, I was like, actually it's shit like i mean you probably want to talk about forbidden fire which i which to be honest back in the day completely passed me by and was mm. just like oh the la- it's the last song whereas now i'm like that's incredible it's one of the best i love the i love forbidden i think i think it is the, i think the big of wings of feather and wax and forbidden fire as the opener and closer of the album mm. are the best moments of the entire record oh there's there's a good there's a good 
shout for that. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, I fucking love Forbidden Fire. I mean, it slows it's things brilliant. down a little bit and um, mm. guess it's a little bit m- more melodic, but then it just builds into this. Go on, say post rock. <clears throat> I was trying to avoid it, but all right. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> post rocky. Uh, uh, no, it's fucking great, Forbidden Fire. Um, I, I absolutely love that song. I, I mean, I, I I have to say my experience going back to this record um, is actually quite different. We both we had a brief discussion about this before recording, and we both had this in our albums of the year that particular yeah, year, yeah. didn't we? I can't. I was trying to find my list, and I can't find it at the moment. But um, I can't remember exactly where I put it in my list. But it was, I think it was sort of between 11 to 20 but i think it was around like number 12 or number 13 or something like that i had it at number 16 right okay okay um which doesn't seem very i mean particularly in 2014 not a great year especially in metal um my album of the year was uh are you kidding me no by destrage that year oh okay um i think we had the satanist would have been Mm -hmm. up there i mean the satanist is the really really big one Mm -hmm. um uh, against me transgender dysphoria blues came out that year um the the uh, what's it called the um electric wizard album that came out that year is probably one of the best electric wizard albums i can't remember what it's called now blood mantra by decapitated came out that year as well okay it's good um but not a uh, you know once more around the sun came out that year obviously as well there are a lot of pretty good sort of underground <clears throat> bands um, uh, that you know that release records that probably are long forgotten at this point. But you know there were some good records from various underground hardcore bands too. Uh, King Eight One Zero. I think. Oh no, that was next year. Sorry, don't worry about it. Or was it? I thought you were naming. Not that it matters. You were naming good albums that came out that year. Hey, hey! yeah, I, I was. But I was just trying to think of like big shit that came out. The Grey Chapter by Slipknot came out that year as well. Mm-hmm. Weird and Wonderful Marmosette's not really metal, but yeah. um, I'm. Tra- I cannot remember for the fucking life of me what my album of the year was that year. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just looking at it. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't a great year, was it? Um, there are some great things oh i know what my album of the year was it was rented world by menzingers but then that is not uh, a metal album no um, we had um <coughs> redeemer souls by judas priest came out that year as well not great um at war of reality the at the gates album came out that year that's oh, bloodstone and diamonds sort of mate the old machine oh yeah bloodstone and Lovely diamonds stuff. is really good as well Iron yeah King there were a few. time Orange. to die that's one pal communion by opeth came out oh, that time year as to well die. i did not get on with that record but all right fair enough um i do know that once more around the sun was really high in my list like ridiculously mm. high it was like number three or something like that um right. i don't know if i'd keep it there now but i but i really love that record um yeah. oh you forgot sonic highways by foo fighters uh <laughs> <laughs> joke yeah, um yes i'm assuming you're not mentioning lost forever lost together on purpose because you know that i'll have a big go at architecture. I, I am yeah i am yeah <laughs> I, I was about to say it and then i was like do you know what it's so it's kind of quite far removed from sort of what we're talking about so fuck it i don't want to bring it up so you go <laughs> like a fucking arsehole uh, I will, I, <laughs> yeah. do you know what just 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 to just to be a little bit different for once and just to uh move away from my brand for uh two seconds lost forever lost together is my favorite architects record wow okay. i mean it's like yeah. my favorite turd but it is my favorite architects record yeah well is it like choosing your favorite turd no i'm being i'm being facetious but um yeah. 
Uh, I do think it's objectively their best record. So, hmm. well, you know, still don't uh, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to allow you to have that opinion. Okay. Um, but yeah, but oh, basically, fuck me from Parts Unknown by Every Time I Die came out that year. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, Honor is all we know by Rancid came out the year as well, which I really like, which again, but it's not really a metal album. And I would actually say, I mean, every time I die, they're broadly a metal band. Yeah. But basically, I think a lot of big metal bands released crap albums that year. Yeah. Great, great, Point Five, the Great Chapter, Redeemer of Souls, um, Siren Charms by In Flames came out that year. I don't want to say Mastodon, Once We're Understand, is a crap album, no. but it's far from the best Mastodon yeah, album. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And yeah, and I think, you know, kind of all of the big, uh, you know, all of the big established bands that released albums that year, most of them weren't really very, like, weren't anywhere near their best. So it is quite surprising for me to be like, how funny that I only put this like both of us only put this kind of in between 20 and 10 i mean i suppose mine was a metal hammer list so i had to be a bit more you know well i was gonna say yeah i mean i i, I don't know i can't comment on your list but my list is broader than that because uh, i like more than just metal <laughs> but i'm not saying well, you so don't. do i but yeah, i'm not saying you I, don't I, to be clear but but what yeah, you were you, writing you got a picker yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. got a picker metal yeah, 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 yeah. list yeah. to go in metal hammer um oh wait a minute you didn't mention uh, the self-titled album by issues He's a pedo, isn't he? Yes, he fucking is. And fuck of course him. he is. Of course he is. Why would you play any sort of pop punk warped tour music in your 30s if you didn't want to have sex with children? Like you, like, it can be the only reason. It can be the only, like, I don't know if people go, oh my God, I can't believe it. Oh my God, I can't believe it. This warped tour band turns out they're a pedo. Of course they yeah, fucking are. of course are. they fucking you know, are. And, and, uh, do you think an adult wants to play that music? Of course they don't. <laughs> you're a grown man. You're not going to want to play pop punk for fuck's sake unless you're trying to have sex with a child. I mean... The thing is, is, is most most podcasts would choose to cut that, but you're so correct. You're so one hundred percent correct. I'm not going to cut it because you're absolutely right. Yes. Happy birthday, Pete. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you wanted. This is what you asked for, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um, anyway, back to Killer Be Killed. Yes. On reflection, I feel like I did a huge disservice to this record, even though I was kind of in i i actually think i was so excited for it that i made it impossible for it to live up to what i wanted it to be even though i'd sort of warned myself not to get too excited about it gosh what on earth goes on in your head Stephen hill uh yes i understand what you're saying i mean that is not my feeling on it at all i got really really fucking excited about it it came out i listened to it and i went fucking hell it's brilliant um so yeah uh and i and i still feel that way um i've only actually i've only actually re-listened to the record for this once because i listened to it so much at the time that i didn't need to re-listen to it all that much mm. i'm glad i did re-listen to it because personally for me i was like oh it's even better than i fucking remember it i love it um so yeah uh i i flip in love this record i just I, and certainly yeah certainly looking at what came out that year um uh, it does almost feel like that maybe it should have been higher. I mean, I am only looking at Kerrang! lists and Metal Hammer lists. So I'm not sort of looking at the other broader stuff that I would have potentially um, have put on these lists. I've just checked the Metal Hammer list. Um, it's a very, very different style of metal as well. But Otter by Solstafir came out that year, which is probably yeah. one of my favourite records of the last decade. Um, That's a great record. Devon Townsend released Z2, which is not my favourite Devon record by a long, long way. But there is some great stuff on it. 
Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of them, but You Can't Stop Me came out from Suicide by Suicide Silence. People like that, don't they? Yeah. To Be Kind by Swans. Yob, Clearing the Path to Ascend. It's actually quite a good record, even though it's not my sort of cup of tea, but I will admit that is a good record. So, yeah. Oh, Foundations of Burden by Paul Bearer. Yeah, it's all the, it's all the smaller yeah, stuff that's more interesting, you know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even bother bringing up sort of uh, yeah. Solstice Fear or Swans or yeah, Paul Bearer because I just was like, well, it's not really relevant to no, 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 right. this, this particular kind of thing. I mean, I can see what you're saying is yeah. that should this have been higher above Swans? I mean, ultimately, like, is that better than... I mean... It, I, I don't think it is personally, and I don't think I think Otter is a, is a much better album. Like if oh, if I had to rank, if I had to rank between that and that, yeah, yeah, Solstice Fear I think is a, a much more of a, an impressive achievement. Oh um, yeah, Otter. I, but, I can't remember where I put it, but it was top five for me. Otter. But if you were saying, you know, I, I mean, I, I would say the Suicide Silence album is a really good comparative point mm. as to why this record is so good because I think that is a is a you know it was Eddie Hamida's first album with a band right. it's a really really good album it's not as good as the black crown i don't think but it is a really really good record um but again i've not listened to that for ages and i hadn't listened to this for ages mm. um but going back to it today without the kind of oh my god it's the it's max and it's mm. greg and it's troy and it's you know it's gonna it's gonna have uh, ben collins playing drums live for him which we'll probably talk about in a second um with with all of that kind of hype around it sort of stripped away and just left with the music um i'm probably more excited by it because i i, I you know i i went in with less sort of unreasonable expectation if you like yeah um and it's stuff like i mean i said i think you know save the robots and fire to your flag mm. are both absolutely crushing songs yeah. that i had just completely forgotten had existed, existed like when yeah, i think yeah. when i think about this album i always go oh you know what a really good idea what a really you know interesting band what a great bunch of musicians mm. what a great run of four songs that it opened with and then nothing else really kind of lives up to those opening four songs but on having listened to it mm. three times three and a half times since the in the last couple of days um it at first sort of it rubber stamped that opinion and then completely changed it within mm. sort of three listens. Yeah, yeah. Particularly I, Forbidden Fire, which I I really paid very little attention to back in the day. I I couldn't I didn't even remember that song was on the album. And now I think it's I think it's the second best song on the album. I think it's, it's fucking brilliant. Phenomenal. Might even yeah. be the best. There's a shout for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean. I, I I do think I mean the obvious thing to say is I think this record is all killer, um, and it predominantly is. Um, I think, like I say, I think that I wouldn't take a single song off of it. There are there are tiny minor 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 dips here and there. Um, I think I don't know what would I say is a minor dip. I think Curb Crusher coming off the back of those Ampere and Four is not of the same caliber. Personally, I would say that. Curb Crusher, Dust Into Darkness and Twelve Labours. Uh, there are bits, mm -hmm. there are... I probably just would have snipped here and there if I was being really fucking anal about it. But I don't actually think it's even necessary, to be honest. But that's mm. all I would have done to this record, personally. Yeah. I think it's um, brilliant. So the band... Um, actually, they, they did all right. I mean, so the album uh, went to number 58 on the US Billboard 200 in its first week of release which is pretty impressive. I mean, I suppose you've got to consider the people involved in it mm. and, you know, that that would be why. Um, 
but still, you know, like that's for a debut band by an incredibly heavy metal band mm-hmm. um, to sell and sold 5,500 copies on its first week of release, yep. which is also pretty impressive. Yep. Um, it appears to have been reviewed pretty well. Loudwire gave it four. Metal Sucks gave it four. Ultimate Guitar gave it 8.3 out of 10. Um, metal Hammer gave it eight out of 10. Uh, I can't find the Kerrang review of it, but I'm presuming that Kerrang gave it 4Ks at least because everything got at least 4Ks back in uh, 2014. <laughs> Ev- literally everything got 4 I mean, even even five seconds of summer, we're getting 4Ks, probably even though the person who reviewed it gave it two. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they went, no, four. Uh, didn't change the review at all. Did they not? Change. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> no, mental. Uh, apparently... Yes, yes, allegedly. Apparently, mm. allegedly, Fucking apparently. Um, it's a joke, this industry is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, a really, really good record. And then um, I I just sort of assumed that they were going to, you know, I was like, getting those four together is going to be nigh on impossible. So we're not going to get any live dates from them especially like max is in fucking nine thousand bands on his own mm. um so with the rest of them like it's just not going to happen but they did they played at the soundwave festival in I'm, australia i'm looking at setlist set fm and um it's not always you know it doesn't always have everything on there but according to setlist fm uh killer be killed have only played six gigs together and they were all part of the soundwave festival in australia by the looks of it Yes. Now the Soundwave Festival More in Australia again. Um, uh, now I know a few people from Team Rock went out to the Soundwave Festival 2014. Ooh, yes, they did. Um, and I mean the lineup is is very, very, very impressive. Um, this was a time where Team Rock were, you know, spunking I mean, they, money they, up the wall. They spunked. <laughs> they spunked 35 million quid in a year. So you know. Obviously, sending ten people out to Australia to go and travel round, not just go, not just go to a gig at Soundway Festival, but follow it round in, you know, uh, mate. It was. I would love to do something. I would love one day, um, to to uh, to do something on that year at Team Rock, because I mean it's gone now. So you know, everybody who's involved in it is either you know have moved on or it doesn't matter what they think i would love to go back and talk to you about like the stuff that i suppose because i'd only been writing for hammer for a year and only been doing the metal hammer podcast for a couple of years before i just went oh i guess that's what the music industry is like and you know i've seen rockstar with mark Wahlberg. yes it's still like that (laughs) and now on reflection i'm like what the fuck were you thinking um (laughs) absolute fucking lunatics but um they sent a bunch of people out to soundwave which had a bill look at this bill green day avenger sevenfold stained Temple pilots alice in chains rob zombie megadeth stained Temple pilots with chester bennington by the way not just the shitty old stained Temple pilots with the good singer no (laughs) um rob zombie megadeth placebo afi corn alter bridge trivium down devil driver newstead biffy clyro rocket from the crypt arty alexandria clutch fuck me that line rocket from the crypt arty alexandria and clutch is one line it's like (laughs) spot the odd one out um Uh, here's here's another line doing exactly the same stream thing alkaline trio baroness five finger death punch (laughs) august burns red testament living color let live motionless in white guar black dahlia murder mushroom head finch pulled apart by horses il nino uh bowling for soup trash talk skin dread 
Volby, Amonomath, Terra, Whitechapel, Tesseract, Story So Far, Hardcore Superstar, mm, Our Last Night, oh God, Coliseum, Your Demise, Heaven's Basement, and Real Friends. Um, Fucking hell. Doesn't, doesn't actually mention Killer Be Killed on that particular lineup there, but Killer Be Killed did play in amongst that absolutely insane insane lineup yeah, and th th yeah that is imagine how much money it would cost to put that fucking lineup together and the reason people want to do it is because you get to go to australia and tour around for a month and yeah, yeah. surprise surprise much like team rock uh soundwave festival went bust <laughs> um, <laughs> i wonder so, why yeah, yeah. i feel like wow. those two were sort of made for each other um but we were getting um we were getting like audio packages on the, I'd get up in the morning, I'd go into the station and me and Matt Stocks would have like half an hour before we sort of went live and he'd go, okay, right, we're doing this, this. And he'd say, right, today they're all off in, they're in Soundwave uh, and we they've overnight they've sent us in a bunch of audios and we'd play interviews from the various bands and stuff. And I'd occasionally call in and or get some get and get some questions from people who were out there um the various different presenters that they'd taken out there and go you know have you seen this and and, and every day i'd be like have you seen killer be killed what are killer be killed like what are killer be killed like have you seen have you seen killer be killed and i don't think anyone out there from that party bothered to go and see killer be killed which feels like a total waste of money to go out there to what to what to watch Alter Bridge <laughs> <laughs> and Mushumed. Yeah, I'm fucking speechless. Yeah, I mean, no, no shit. We we better watch Rob Zombie. Like, <laughs> yeah. When's the, he ever going to come around time. again? Yeah, <laughs> definitely make sure you get down the front to watch Ask in Alexandria because Lord only knows when you'll get another chance. So. <laughs> I was just like, I can't believe no one has taken the opportunity to go and watch Killer Be Killed, but I don't think anyone did. Um, mm. So I don't even have any secondhand stories mm. about what Killer Be Killed were like live. I mean, I've seen footage on YouTube and it looks fucking great. Yeah. I'll say that much, but yeah, beyond that, I can't say an awful lot either. <laughs> yeah, I know... I, I I did. I did. I don't think I, I'm revealing too much to say this because there's nothing really to reveal. But I did privately speak to Greg about it and say, "You're going to bring Killer Be Killed over to London, right?" And he was just like, "Of course we're trying. Of course we want to." Um, but you can imagine what the Samantha. You can imagine what it's like getting the logistics together with um with you know these four people. And I said, "Yeah, fair enough." Mm. Um, but they mm. definitely they were they were trying. They were definitely definitely trying. And he. And mm. I think Greg even mentioned the venue that they were looking at, but I can't remember what it is now. So that's completely pointless. But yeah, they were, they were definitely yeah. trying to do it. Um, and at this point, um, like I say, Ben Collar from Converge is on drum. So you've got, it's, it's for yeah. me, even better. Converge, oh, yeah. Sepultura, Dillinger, fucking Mastodon, Supergroup. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. No offense to Dave Elitch whatsoever, but because he is brilliant. But yeah, with Ben Collar as well, it's just, a, it's the cherry on the top, isn't it? Yeah, so oh, right. you just top. think, and it, it became one of those things, Killer Be Killed, like I'd kind of forgotten about them, really. It became one of those things that like, oh yeah, Killer Be Killed, what a great idea and a pretty good album with some really wicked stuff, but no one ever really expected anything. But I don't think, I mean, I never expected to hear that name ever again, other than 
when people brought up supergroups and they went, what is a really good supergroup? And yeah. I would have thought Killer Be Killed would be, Should be around there. the kind of higher echelons yeah. of the this is a good supergroup yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, I think Agreed. we spoke when we did the, again, when we did the Them Crooked Vultures <laughs> conversation, I think we spoke about what the best supergroups were. Um, and they probably, you know, the damn things would be one that mm -hmm. would like, certainly from the first album, I think the damn things would be one that I would be like, yeah, the damn things are, yep. are right up, are yep. right up there. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling to think of any really obvious other ones. I do want to throw Audio Slave in there because I, I, I think they made one average record. I think those first two records are, are fucking great. And it, it is really weird that people, t like people were super excited by Audio Slave and then turned against them very quickly and i never I, really understood why to be honest i think the second album's all right oh the second album has got some absolute class songs on it it's fantastic yeah but it's got a load of old shite on it as well i don't know if it, uh, um, i don't know i think it'd be an interesting one to go back to because i i think yeah, that album's uh, aged really well okay fair enough um i mean i would have thought you'd chuck the raconteurs in there maybe uh i really i like the raconteurs a lot but i don't listen to them all that often if i'm totally yeah. honest um, but I do. I mean, Steady As She Goes is probably one of my favorite songs of the last 20 years. Um, OK, but, but I that's don't, what I thought. Yeah, I don't actually listen to the raconteurs all that much. Mm. If I'm totally honest. Um, and then it would probably be Killer Be Killed would be right up there, I think, in terms yeah. of unless I mean, there's stuff like Tom. I mean, <sighs> I've struggled to call Mike Patton because Mike Patton works with so many people. Tomahawk would be one particularly for the first two albums. I think Tomahawk are fucking incredible, mm -hmm. like brilliant, mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. I guess Peeping Tom as well. But again, that just feels like Mike Patton doing a thing with as many people as he can get his hands on rather yeah. than it being yeah. a super group, if you know what I mean. I chuck um, in um, Temple of the Dog. I chuck in Mad Season. Yeah, 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 those two for sure. Yeah, only one um, record each. But um, my fucking God, those records, love them. Mm. Um, God, yeah. Both brilliant. But, but you know, I, I always thought forever this would be the conversation that we'd be having. Like, oh, what are good supergroups? Oh, do you remember Killer Be Killed? Yeah, they were great. And they did that one album and it was really, really good. But no, uh, just as we record, pretty perfect timing, to be fair. Um, a new song was released as we record uh, basically four days ago. Yes. Which um, is, is pretty cool. Uh, uh, the song is pretty cool. They've released a song. Right, right, right. Pretty cool. They've released a song. Well, now, there's, a, there's a new. Oh, this has all been revealed. We can say this. There's a new album coming out um, as we record this. It's the 30th of November, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So, in as we record this in roughly three months' time, um, and um, going by the song that we've heard, I'm super fucking excited about it because it sounds like the quality is exactly the same as the first record. Yeah, it's really good. It's great. Really, very good um it's called yeah deconstructing self-destruction the album's gonna be called reluctant hero like i said it's out in november yeah it's a wicked song and i mean i fucking I, i'm pretty surprised that they're back it sort of seems to have come from nowhere it has a little bit i i i mean again not to wang on about my mate greg i know that there were always plans to do a second record um just from chatting to him about it i'm surprised it's come this quickly um but um, and I haven't spoken to anyone involved as a result, but I reckon it's come as a result of lockdown. So God bless you, yeah, lockdown. Potentially. Um, yeah, potentially. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. I reckon. Thanks, lockdown. They were just sitting around bored, and they were like, "Well, we could we could start working on this." Would be my guess, but I don't mm. know. 
And and it's the same for it's it's Collar, Pachato, Cavalera, Sanders. It's yep. the fucking you know. It's not like sometimes you get the super group and they go, "Ah, oh, we changed the bass player because he can do it or whatever." But this is the this is the full blown return of Killer Be Killed. Excellent. Uh, well, da- let's not forget David Ellich plays drums on the first record, but yeah. Yeah, but but, but, the, but that's, the, the, that's a the, good swap out. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say it's the 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 it's the, the touring lineup lineup that played yeah. Soundwave, yeah, 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 and yeah. Um, Collar was announced at Soundwave as a fully fledged member of the band at that time. By the way, oh right, well. oh I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is the Killer Be Killed that you know um, we were we were sort of aware existed. Oh. I mean, if they come back and release a record that is as good as this. I mean, again, I don't want to get, I'm, I'm actually, I feel like I can get excited about that record because the yeah. first song's really good. And I, I, you know, we were saying before, and you and I barely re- like to listen to out to songs in isolation. Yes. I yes. don't really tend to listen to, I mean, I used to, but because of doing the radio and whatever else, but now I just think, well, I don't really, I don't really want to hear it without the rest of the album alongside it, because if it sounds shit, then that puts me in a mood for the rest of the album. And if it's great, then it might, you know, it might not make as much sense within the album or you might just go, oh, there's a song I know when you first listen to the album and it's just not as good, I don't think. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super I'm, excited for a new Killer Be Killed album. I'm very excited. I think it will so be I'm, fab. I'm really, really glad that they're back. Uh, so there you go. Um, that's me and Renfrew talking about the Killer Be Killed years. What, 2014? Yeah, 2014, yeah. <laughs> good year. What a, what a good year. Good year from, from, for life. Not such a good year for music. What's, mate? Like I say, that year at Team Rock, just, just, ugh, I mean, sort of silly and mental, but I would, you know, I don't know what they were playing at, but cheers for the hilarious things that you, you let me do. With <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, the uh, we'll be for the book on the memoirs, silly and mental, the team rock years. Oh God. Um, well, I've spoken to you about it before. You yeah. saw my, you must've seen bits and bobs of it. Oh as well. yeah. 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 I saw yeah. Fly everyone up to from London, fly up like 120 people from London to a castle in Glasgow for the sort of, opening party and spend loads of money on it for no reason. buy buying i mean the drag forever the team rock branded drag racer is is a meme now yeah like do you know what i mean it's everybody sort of who was there remembers the fucking why don't we just get a car and with team rock written on it and just sort of sit it in the middle of Parade festivals around download yeah yeah why why bother fucking waste well it's only four hundred thousand pounds, isn't it? <laughs> like what? Anyway, um, enough about that. Thanks so much for listening. This is why. This is why we need you to give us money on patreon.com forward slash Riot Podcast because so that we can no one will ever invest. Yeah, because no one will ever invest in anything to do with guitar music ever again because of <laughs> Team Rock. Fucked it for everyone. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks it for everyone. Cheers, guys. Appreciate that. Anyway, um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, if you're listening to this in the future, because we will be putting out in the future, that's where you got to go. Patreon.com forward slash uh, Right Act Podcast. Thanks, Pete. Happy birthday. Good suggestion. Killer Be Killed was a great album, and um, we suspect their new one will be very good as well. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>